Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. Today we are breaking down voter fraud. What is legitimate and what are the crazies throwing out there? We're going to go through all different types and give you our opinion as to whether or not this is even going to have an effect on the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. today's episode, we're going to be discussing what President Trump and all of the media is focusing on right now, which is voter fraud. I've got my dad back on the show with me today, and we are going to focus as much as we can on voter fraud. There's so many things going on, so many allegations, lawsuits, court cases, challenges to the 2020 presidential election. But the biggest one that we've heard all along is voter fraud. So, Dad, to start out the episode today, can you give us a good definition of what voter fraud is? It's the intentional changing someone's vote or preventing them from voting. Okay, and we've heard allegations of this for months now. I mean, the entire 2020 election year has been focused around these voter fraud issues. And there's a big question when you investigate voter fraud as a nation— um, there's a procedure you usually have to go through, but well, what just happened with Attorney General Barr? Something different happened in this case. Well, Barr sent out a memo to all the U.S. Attorney's offices yesterday, and that memo says that you can investigate voter fraud if you find credible evidence of it. And that's important. He said credible. He said ignore all the crazies out there. You have to have credible evidence to investigate it, and you do not have to come to the Department of Justice for permission. In the U.S. Attorney's Manual, it requires U.S. attorneys to go to the public integrity section before they do voter fraud investigations. But now they don't have to do that, so they skip a bureaucratic step and they can go at it right away. And I think that's important. So it's going to speed up the process because we talk about that a lot. And I don't want to get too much into the Supreme Court, but they get to choose what cases they hear. And this is one that they may or may not hear, kind of like they did in Bush v. Gore. But the process is so much faster for these types of cases than a normal case if we were trying to appeal something up to the Supreme Court and this is just another piece of red tape that's kind of cut, right? It's cut for the U.S. Attorney's offices and these kind of memos are normal. I know that there's some headlines about them, but it's a normal procedure for the uh, Attorney General to waive a particular provision of the U.S. Attorney's Manual to speed things up. And and you don't think this is even going to get to the Supreme Court? You don't think they're going to hear this, right? In my opinion, the Supreme Court will avoid this. This isn't a situation that they have to take to have to make a ruling with nationwide importance. All right, so let's get into what actually is being alleged as voter fraud. There are all different types, and we're going to go through them and talk about whether they're crazy or whether they're legitimate. Um, The first one is dead people voting or the death man vote. Explain what that is and what effect that can have. Well, you have people that have gotten these mail, these mail ballots, and the person that the ballot was mailed to is dead. But you've got someone opening the ballot, filling it out, and signing it with that person's name and sending it in. Um, we've had a situation even in Florida where someone was arrested for voter fraud because they took their dead wife's ballot, they signed it, they filled it out, and they sent it in, and the wife had been dead. And this is something people are asking about. There are criminal consequences for this. In Florida, it's a third-degree felony up to five years in prison for doing it. Right. The maximum is five years in prison for this voter fraud. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. Maybe we'll follow up and do another video when we have some of the outcomes of this. But yeah, there are criminal penalties to this voter fraud. Okay, so we talked about the, the dead people voting. Do you think that's actual voter fraud? It is actual voter fraud if someone takes a dead person's ballot, fills it out, signs it, and sends it in. 
the question I've always had, and I have never seen an answer to this, what if a person sends a mail-in ballot early and then dies before November 3rd? Is that a legitimate vote since the voter on November 3rd is dead? Yeah, that's, I've never seen an answer to that. That's interesting to me, and I don't think that's voter fraud, obviously, because no. that person had their voice heard and they voted for who they wanted to vote for, even though they died before November 3rd. But, you know, obviously it's voter well, fraud if you vote for a dead person and you just basically get two votes yourself. Well, if the person is dead on November 3rd that was alive when they voted and the elector, uh, the supervisor of elections knows they're dead, it would be fraud for them to count the vote. Yeah, but that's I mean, for them to know that they're dead, that's just kind of a that's just kind of a crazy out there situation. Okay, voter fraud happens in every election. You agree with that, right? I agree with that. So every election has some of this. And I've heard this dead man voting thing in past elections. So it always comes up and there's always some sort of voter fraud. But as we get into the next part, which is one of the biggest portions of voter fraud, we're going to we're going to focus on the actual number of fraudulent votes cast because the dead man voting is such a small number every year that it could never affect this election. It could never affect any election. But now the one that Trump is really focusing on are these late votes. We did a full video, which we'll link up at the top here, um, where I explained the 300 lawsuits that came down before the election even happened. A lot of it focused on whether or not these mail-in ballots or drive-by ballots should be accepted if they came in after November 3rd if these states should have been allowed to extend the deadline. We talked about what happened in the lower courts and how the Supreme Court just kind of put it aside. But late voting, do you consider late voting voter fraud? Well, it can be fraud if the votes shouldn't have been counted because they came in after November 3rd, but in fact, they were counted. And we've got, every state's got their own rules. The Constitution allows the states to do their own rules for voting. Pennsylvania said, and that's where the, this key issue comes in, is Pennsylvania. The legislature has that authority to extend voting, only the legislature, because their statute says November 3rd. A judge in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, extended it three days. So if the clerk got a vote three days after November 3rd, but postmarked November 3rd, they could still count it. And the issue is, is that a legitimate vote or is it fraudulent to count a vote that comes after November 3rd? Okay. And you said you think it is voter fraud, but let's dissect that a little bit. You only think it's voter fraud if they shuffle the piles and go against what the judges said, right? You don't think a vote that comes in after November 3rd is automatically voter fraud. It's not automatically voter fraud right. unless it's mishandled or unless there is something funny that goes on with the way that it's signed and they look at it. But it can't be voter fraud if you follow a judge's order. Right. So, so if a judge says that you can take them postmarked November 3rd, even if they come in on November 4th or November 5th, that's not voter fraud. But what have the judges in the Supreme Court, I know Alito started this, but all the judges have kind of followed suit. What have they done to kind of preserve this as we go forward with this voter fraud litigation? Well, you know, you talk about the expedited process. This issue has come before the full Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania issue, and they voted four to four not to expedite that appeal. So they said, no, we're not going to take up this issue of Pennsylvania right now. Three of the Supreme Court justices said they would take it up later. So Alito signs an order saying, keep those votes separate and segregated from the rest of the votes so that we know how many votes came in late, and then we'll deal with that on a later appeal. Keep in mind that the new justice did not participate in that decision. It was a 4-4 decision. So things may change with the new justice on the court. Okay, so... When we talk about voter fraud, again, I want to be clear. 
you're saying the judge is telling them to split these votes. So if they came in prior to November 3rd, put them over here in pile A. If they came in after November 3rd, put them in here, pile B, count them separately, keep them separate. You're saying the only thing that's voter fraud is if they take them from pile B and shuffle them into file A, I'm sorry, into pile A, so that if these were to get thrown out, they would have a lot more votes over here in pile A. Correct. Okay. And one of the, again, one of the common themes throughout this is, is this going to affect the election? Philadelphia, which is one of the big swing cities that everybody's talking about these late votes in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia is a big city in Pennsylvania. It was one of the, the things that flipped from one of the states that flipped from Trump to Biden or from Republican to Democrat from 2016 to 2020. Only 93 votes in Philly were after November 3rd and were put in pile B. 93 votes. In the entire state of Pennsylvania, it was 8,000 votes. So 8,000. That is not going to flip the state. And what is even more interesting, when we talk about Bush v. Gore and compare it to this, Trump could win Philadelphia and still lose because Biden has so many more electoral votes than, than 270, which it would take to win. I should say projected electoral votes. He has so many more. So even flipping Pennsylvania would not flip the election. And I think that's something that's a big consideration in the minds of the Supreme Court justices because that's different than Bush v. Gore, right? Right. In 2000, they were only talking about Florida and Bush v. Gore. And that was one state and preventing a recount. And Florida would have flipped the entire election. So if it would have gone from Bush to Gore, Gore would have been president. So that's why it was one state, one recount, a much different situation than we have right now. It would take two or more states to be reversed before it would change who the president was. And that's another reason why I don't think the Supreme Court's going to look into this. So the next section I want to get to for voter fraud kind of goes in line with these late votes. Initially, which is exactly what everyone projected, the mail-in ballots were hugely favored towards the Democrats, hugely favored towards Biden, these mail-in ballots. Nobody knows why. I watched an interview with Bernie Sanders. He's like, we have no idea why, but that's just how it is. So a lot of these mail-in ballots are, are for Biden. But at one point in the election, there was a map shown of the state of Michigan. And one update said Trump was ahead by a certain amount of votes. The very next update was 130,000 more votes and every single one of them was for Joe Biden. It flipped the state just from one map to the next on a singular update, and there was 130,000 votes different for Biden. Is that evidence of voter fraud? Because a lot of people are clinging to that map. No, it's not unusual for the uh, supervisor of elections to do a dump. In other words, they, they count a whole bunch of votes overnight, and they dump the whole total in the next day. Well, when they do that, it's going to have a dramatic effect. And and that's what I think happened. Yeah. The guy that, I don't know if I put his name in here. I didn't. The guy that that did that original post and put that map out there and made this comment that how in the world is it possible that 130,000 people all voted for Biden? He now mentioned that vote dump and voting in blocks. He removed that post and said it was erroneous. He said it just happened with that's how they were updating the votes. It had nothing to do with voter fraud. It had nothing to do with every vote they counted in a row or 130 votes in a row were in for Biden because that's not how it happened. They just separated them and then they reported the, a chunk for Trump. They reported a chunk for Biden. It just happened to be a big chunk. So that to me is something that's kind of crazy to cling to and I don't think it proves voter fraud at all. Okay, next. We're going to go to the computer glitch in the state of Michigan. Another thing we talked about, Michigan's another one of these big states where litigation has already started. 
um, where recounts are po- are possible. A computer glitch, I think it was like 6,000 votes or something, it pushed towards Biden instead of Trump. Everybody was clinging to this. But the Secretary of State has come out and said it was actually human error and it was actually already corrected before they reported their electoral votes, before they reported their vote counts, before they reported anything. They already fixed it and this computer glitch affected no other place in the state except for this one and it was actually human error. Do you think that is evidence of voter fraud? No, because everybody can make a mistake unless there's some intentional reason that they they changed it. But just making a computer mistake. Plus, this was corrected. The votes were corrected. Everything was fine. Right. So again, this is something that's so small that even if it was voter fraud, it would not flip the election. There's not just one or two or three big issues that happen in a trial. But sometimes we, what do you call it when there's just a litany of errors that you put in an appeal and there's like, you just list them one after another and they're small, but at the end of the day, it illegitimizes the trial because there are so many small errors. And I think that that's the best argument for Trump supporters, but these numbers are just so, how many people voted? A hundred and over 140 million votes. Which is the most ever, I think, right? Most ever. Yeah, by, by a lot, which we'll get to in one of our other voter fraud issues. But so with that many people voting, you'd have to have a lot of errors. And, and those appeals are usually not successful because if there's a bunch of small errors that happen in a trial, most of the time the judge will say it didn't affect the outcome of the trial. Even though we try that, it's not often successful. Harmless error. Harmless error, right. And that's what the judge will say a lot of times. All right. So next, let's get into the felt tip pens in Arizona. Everybody heard about this. Do you think that only giving Trump supporters these felt tip pens created the voter fraud necessary to flip the election? My understanding is that the evidence shows that felt tip pens were actually better and that there were fewer errors with people who use felt-tip pens. Again, Secretary of State of Arizona came out and said that that is totally false. If you voted with a Sharpie, a pen, felt, whatever, ballpoint, your vote counted, and there was no issue with that. So this is just another kind of conspiracy that started on the internet, and whether or not some votes weren't counted in Florida, the recount, we had the punch system back then. And was it called Chad or something when they right, did hanging, it? the hanging Chad. Right, when they didn't punch it fully through. So there's been issues like this again in the past. This is not new. This is not the first election that's had issues with human error. I'm sure there were some people that did not bubble the bubbles properly. If you see the video, let's run the clip. Man, I feel so dumb. I just voted. I thought it was just going to be like, who you want to be pressing? You know, pick one. And then like 50 other questions about all these other people. Like what? I didn't know that shit was going to be on the test. Stuff like this happens. People go in and they mess up. They vote for president the wrong way. They circle the bubble. They check the bubble. They exit. They don't read um, directions. They don't even know who they're voting for. I mean, that happens. That's going to happen when 140 million people vote. These felt tip pens, there's nothing to it as far as I know. I mean, if the evidence changes, we'll come out and redo it. But the evidence right now is showing those votes actually were counted. And I was joking, they weren't just given to Trump supporters. They were given out one right after the next. Because just like when I voted in person, you take one pen and then you throw it away. They're not reusing pens. So they're handing pens to everybody because of the coronavirus. All right. uh, Next up, let's talk about how we've talked about there are so many voters this year, 140 million most ever. But Studies have shown, or I should say Facebook posts have shown, that there are more votes in Wisconsin than registered voters. There was only 3.1 million registered voters, and they tallied 3.2 million votes. Is this proof of voter fraud? It's not proof unless you can say that someone intentionally did something that would cause some vote to be miscounted or absent or counted one way when it should have been the other way. 
You know, I, I'm sure Wisconsin is scratching their head right now. Well, they're actually not. I have the answer. Oh, what? Uh, that was a an out-of-date number. There are actually 3.6 million registered oh, voters in Wisconsin for the 2020 election because so many more people went out and registered. There was all sorts of pushes, especially by the left, to get all these people registered, to get all these extra voters, and it worked in a lot of places, and Wisconsin was one of them where they had so many more registered voters. It was actually 3.6, and 3.2 is still a huge percentage, 3.2 million votes out of 3.6 million registered voters. That's a huge percentage, but... Almost every state saw increased percentages of voters and increased voter numbers, right? So you asked me a question that you knew the answer exactly. to. Exactly. I just want to see if you knew it. So yeah, so there actually were more voters. So again, that's not proof of voter fraud. I mean, I, don't, I just don't see it as proof of voter fraud. All right, the last one, and this is obviously voter fraud if they can prove it, but the throw, the trashed or changed or stolen ballots. We've seen videos of people looking at a ballot, throwing it away, crumpling it up, or taking a pen and writing it when they're just supposed to be counting, they're in there filling in the bubbles. Is that voter fraud and is there evidence of that? All right. Well, we've got, for instance, in um, uh, West Virginia, a postal worker changed the addresses of ballot applications. Again, these are ballot applications, not the ballots that were mailed back. Uh, he got caught with that. Um, that would not be voter fraud unless he did prevent someone from actually voting. But you're saying just changing that. the address is not voter fraud because right. he didn't actually get that vote counted. Right. Did not get the vote counted. It may be some other crime by a postal worker for not properly delivering the mail, but not voter fraud. We've got a situation where votes were found in a, in a canal or a river. Again, there was nothing to show that anything intentional happened there. They don't even know how they got in that river. So you have to actually prove something intentional. And like I said, you've got, in the end, we're talking, that was nine votes in West Virginia. I think there were six found in the river. That's not a number that's going to change the election. Right. 25 votes is not going to change this election. And that's the thing that I think is most concerning about this whole process. And Trump and a lot of people that, that voted for Trump, there's a lot of good people that voted for Trump and a lot of people that follow him blindly that voted for Trump. And yeah. I just think that this is a bad look for Trump to fight this election on these standards. And it's what everybody that doesn't like him expects out of him, just like the first presidential debate where he was like a bully. And it was just so bad when you fall right into the trap of what everybody says about oh. you. And this is just another evidence of that. In, in these suits, the, the problem a lot of judges are having is they'll bring the suit and the suit will say something like um, votes are being stolen or the mail's being stolen. They have one in Nevada. They brought one woman in who said her ballot was stolen and somebody else voted. That's one vote. They had no other evidence of anybody else. Um, you have a situation of a sticky note uh, in Michigan where they bring a suit saying, look, we got this sticky note from a poll worker saying that ballots were being shuffled around. Well, who's the poll worker? Well, we don't know. The note was anonymous. So these are the problems they're having with these lawsuits. It bring them to the courts, and the courts are saying, we, we need evidence. There's got to be credible evidence. And again, this comes down to, and this really is a great analogy with how we do some of our appeals, and it's that that is wrong. I mean, if that one person's vote was counted wrong or thrown away or changed, that's a big deal, and every vote should count, and it's, it's something that we, it's a right we have as citizens to vote, and our voice should be heard. But there's also a reality right? And just because one little thing went wrong or one vote was thrown away, 
doesn't mean you change the election, doesn't mean you have every state recount, doesn't mean you announce somebody else as president or just stop our whole country and waste all of our tax dollars trying these cases and litigating these cases, right? I mean, we lose if there's only one small problem in a trial. We don't get a new trial for that to go through all this and waste all that time and money for another trial if there's just one little problem. It's got to be something big that affected the outcome. Well, there's, there's theories here. One is, and I'm on a bunch of Trump email lists, uh, they're asking for a lot of money for these fraud cases. Right. They're adding them. They're asking their supporters to support financially support the fraud cases. The other issue is, and the other theory is, there is still a runoff uh, in Georgia. We've got two Senate races that are going to happen in January. So trying to keep the excitement up of Republicans and Trump supporters for that runoff. This, there's a theory that he's trying to keep the excitement up and the support up so that they can win those runoffs. And I think another part of this is he wants to keep his base. He wants to keep them fired up. He wants to show he's still fighting. He wants to show this is illegitimate and that he's going to, that he should be the right for president so that if he wants to run again in four years, he still has this same strong push. Right. I and think he's definitely looking to four years from now to just in case what happens and he's going to call this voter fraud to try to push his base to get even stronger and vote even harder next time, right. basically. Let's, let's not forget 2016 where he won. He still claimed there was voter fraud and millions of votes. Exactly. It's crazy. So that's the voter fraud that's being alleged. We don't see much of it, and we definitely don't see enough to where this is going to be overturned. He doesn't even think it's going to get to the Supreme Court, so it may be much ado about nothing. But we'll stay tuned, and we will see what happens. Thanks for being with us. If you like this kind of content, hit the like button. Let us know. If you want us to do more political videos, we're happy to do it. If you want us to break down anything in specific, leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe so you can get the alerts for all these videos that we're going to be posting over the next few weeks.